Elaine, you don't like the movie? I hate it! I want to rent a movie. I want to rent a movie. What's that for? You work in a video store. I work in a shitty video store. I want to go to a good video store so I can get a good movie. Money now and a lot more when I get in that office. I can take that to the bank. I'm gonna take you to the bank, Senator Trent. To the Black Bank. I treated you like a son! You fucking stabbed me in the heart! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck! Master, number three managed to get the gold, but he just sent up a signal. Right. I'll check what the problem is. And then, I'll avenge you. Don't worry. These men are all gonna die. Welcome back, everybody, to our little social experiment. This is session two of uh, what we've deemed Breaking Brad. I'm here with my colleagues, Mr. Sammy and Mr. Jose. How are you gentlemen this evening? Excited. Happy. That's Dr. Sammy. Sorry, Dr. (laughs) Sammy, Dr. Jose. I forgot the credentials and everything. Uh, Our test subject, Brad, is here this evening as well. Brad, how are you doing? Greetings. I'm doing great. How are you? Awesome. That's a great start. I'm going to mark that down on our little assessment. I'm trying to be on my best behavior today. Great. <laughs> I see that you're neatly dressed and groomed as well, which is a, a positive. Really? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. This looks, might be this might be as positive as it gets. The rest could of be. Uh, I, I <laughs> thought. Oh my it God, was, are you having strobe effects? Whoa. That <laughs> light is the light is not okay. There we go. Are Sorry, you, my camera was picking up the light in the background and going nuts. What are you okay over there, Brad? I am. I am. I'm all good. Okay. Poltergeist. Vision, everything fine? Uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, you know, I felt better. Are we sure Menachem Golan isn't in the corner flipping the light? <laughs> oh, I, know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> well, let's, let's, we, this is our second time coming together uh, with this little experiment of Breaking Brad. I thought it would be good just to go over our notes from the first session, make sure everybody's grounded and where we're at on things. So just real quick. A little summary of what we discussed the last time. Uh, Jose only trusts Sammy when it comes to oven technology. Let's see. Uh, Troy. Yeah. Troy is sensitive when not asked about ovens. So we discovered that. (laughs) Oh, we had the revelation that Jose and Sammy have a secret text chat without Troy and I really hurt my feelings. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a multiverse. It's a, it's a secret war yeah yep. or, or just like a regular conversation yeah <laughs> without brad and me got it uh let's see brad hates buffets and soup that was established mm-hmm. sammy hates large spoons and he <laughs> definitely doesn't like his spoons slotted 
but slotted spoons are good for green bean casseroles. I think we discussed, we discussed and that. serving and serving. What I'm going, what I'm going through right now. I don't like anything with a slot. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> poor Sammy. Uh, well, Sammy also prefers Ginger Dead Man Two out of the entire trilogy. And you know what? I gotta say, I I do agree with you. Although Part Three is really good. Did oh, so we can say this now because you've seen those. But Ginger Dead Two is the better film. But Ginger Dead Three might have the best opening. It it does. Ginger, uh, yeah. The opening of the third one it has probably one of the best sequences out of the entire trilogy. Whereas two probably is the better film. I would agree with that. Uh, I don't know what this note means. Sammy never pulls out. We, um, <laughs> Whoa. That's just a personal note that you took. Oh, that's huh? Yeah, sorry. Um, Jose could. That was from when he stayed over at your place. Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> during, during the after show. That was the after show. Let's see. Jose could have gotten uh, Millard Findelmeyer off. I'm assuming we're talking about the judge uh, courtroom thing, right? Mm, yes, not legal else. representation. Legal Correct. representation. Got it. Uh, Ginger Dead Man could be a scathing indictment of the milk industry. I think we established that. Um, Brad is going deaf. We knew that. Yeah. Brad has yeah. trouble drink trouble drinking water. Oh yeah, yeah. That's oh, right. Oh, Sammy made me spit my water. I yeah, did literally right. did a spit take last time. Yes. Yep. Uh, and in conclusion. Uh, Ginger Dead Man did not break Brad. That was that was a recap of the first episode. Lord knows what's going to happen this time around because we're uh, we're talking about 1980s The Apple. So, Brad, the three of us got together, and you know we we have a whole list of uh, experiments to choose from. I, I think Jose was the one that was really pushing for a musical, and we had a couple to choose from. We landed on this one. Uh, we know we know you don't like musicals at all. Is is there a particular reason? I know we've discussed this a couple of times on the main show, but just as a refresher, what, where's the hatred of musicals come from? It's just the unnatural way that people just break out in song that doesn't happen in real life. Like we, like we're going to be sitting around and all of a sudden we're all going to go into a choreographed dance and and song number. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Um, yeah. I just never like I, I do like so La La Land, right? That's a musical. Would you call that a musical? Yes. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Okay. I, so I don't hate all of them, just no. most of them. I don't think you've hung out with Jose and Troy enough. Oh. Yeah. We're just like flash mob all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I was gonna I was gonna say in my office we have dance offs. Uh we have karaoke in my office, we vogue. So, well, I don't vogue, but I will sing anything that's on the radio in public, <laughs> no matter what it is. Yep. And heck, if I happen to break out into Greece, not Greece two, because nobody sings Greece no. two. Um, that's that's just a Tuesday. But okay, Brad, <laughs> um, we we wanted to talk to you about 1980s The Apple. I have a quick summary here. Um, <laughs> the Apple, also called Star Rock, which is an appropriate title. Yeah. Is a 1980s science fiction musical comedy film. We you love science fiction, Brad. This is I, another I, reason. And I like comedy. Yes, yes, I like a lot of those words in that description. Uh, yeah. It was written and directed by. Uh, you want to say the name, Sammy? Menachem. Menachem Menahem. Menahem Golan, as it's spelled. Menachem. <laughs> yeah. It stars Catherine Mary Stewart. Uh, we'll we'll talk about her a little bit later. 
as a young singer named BB, who in a futuristic 1994 signs to an evil label named Boogaloo <laughs> International. BIM! That's what BIM stands BIM. for. Uh, there you go. <laughs> I mean, Menachem Golem's tied to Electric Boogaloo later, right? So. Yeah, that's true. That's right. I just, I now know what BIM stands. I thought, I thought it uh, was building information modeling, you know, a tool that's kind of like CAD, but okay. <laughs> Boogaloo International Music. It deals with themes of conformity versus rebellion and makes use of biblical allegories, including the tale of Adam and Eve. And spoiler alert, the hippies come in at the end of the film and save everybody and they go to heaven. So I knew you were going to love right. this film, Brad. Straight stairway to heaven, yo. Yeah. Um, Jose, uh, Sammy, where, where, should, where should we start with the questioning as it, as it goes to Brad? I'll, I'll let you guys you know, ask some random questions about his experience, and, and uh, I'm going to take some notes and observe things like you know, his motor reflexes, eye contact. We've got to make sure that <laughs> Brad's actually in a good psychologically safe place right now. Mentally He's in a good spot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I figured out my mic. Oh, you talking. sound much better. Oh man. You was, sound good. I was talking to the wrong side of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. so, you, you know, it doesn't matter how long you've been doing a podcast. Yeah. Sometimes the mic just doesn't go the right way. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I'm in a new situation, a new studio. So now I feel a little bit better. You sound sultry. I got to be honest with you. You yeah. sound really good, but gentlemen, Thank go you. ahead. What, what questions do you have for Brad? Brad, did you want to did you want to break out in song and just start dancing the minute this started? No, I guys, here's a shocker. I think the music in this is terrible. It is oh. atrocious. Uh, the speed. Uh, so, what this film does not lack is subtlety because it is uh, a anvil over the head with everything that it says. Mm. There's a "I'm coming for you" song. Oh, yeah. uh, there's a speed song. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I believe there is a, what was another of the songs? I can list the songs business. if you'd like. Oh yeah. Oh, sh please. Cause oh, they're okay. all just yeah. We, show we, business, we, the apple child of love. Yeah. You want to go oh, through this? child of love? That's it. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> the, the, the first song, the movie opens with uh BIM, which does I love, not, I do. I do like that song. Okay. Yeah. It's not building information modeling. It, it actually stands for Boogaloo International Music. So uh, that was sung by Pandy and Dandy. Yeah. Pandy and Dandy. You didn't you didn't yeah. like that one, Brad? I did not. No. You didn't like the costumes or anything? No. I didn't like the uh, call and response either. The the what? The, the call and response where the singers would say, B. And then they would say, I, I am. am. I am. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sure, that's called a B call and response. is the power. I think Jose's going to sing the whole damn thing for us. <laughs> okay. Well, that was followed by a tune by BB and Alfie called Universal Melody, which yeah. I, it's probably best categorized as hippie music, right? Yeah. Um, like a folk. Oh, yeah. Folk yeah. hippie type stuff. Yeah. Hippie music. Right. Yeah. Which the audience hated. <laughs> no, no. The girls were crying. I think a couple of them got into it. This is true. This is yeah. true. Well, there, I mean, there was a, there was a, an emotional meter in the background uh -huh. with uh, a key, a homosexual character. Um, shake. I love shake. He's my favorite character. Shake yeah. was, he was very shaky. Mm -hmm. uh, he indeed was. He, he was shaking all over the place. 
Um, and the, the emotional meter starts to go up. Remember? So, oh yeah, yeah. They were waiting. One hundred and fifty heartbeats. I thought, yeah, I thought it was heartbeats. So I thought that yeah. was kind of what it was. Me- okay, but that's yeah, how you that's how you measure it. emotion, some right? Emo- yeah, some type of emotion. But that's kind of a thing they set up in the movie, and I don't think they ever really revisit. <laughs> if, well, I, if I recall, I don't. Re- it's because they won the contest, right? Yeah, it was a big contest. Yeah. It was rigged. Well, I mean, we're, we're going through the song titles, which is fine, but. What this movie is really though is it's 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 a Faustian tale, right? It's one of those it's one of those type of tales. It's Phantom of the uh, Paradise. It's it's Adam and Eve, yeah. Yeah. It's Adam and what Eve. I, yeah, what I was not expecting was a dystopian Orwellian biblical allegory when I said when you guys said, Hey, we're gonna watch the Apple. Yeah. I didn't know it was like the Apple, as yeah. in what Adam other Apple, Apple. what other apples yes. out there that you it would but, be the Adam and Eve what did you confuse it with? I, I Sure, you could call things the apple, and it's like not. I thought apple of my eye or something. You know, I I didn't know. It's a but good one. Okay, thought processes are are. I didn't go around. to the Bible, Troy. It Dude. does lean heavy into the Bible stuff, which I had forgotten about. I'd only ever seen this once before. Yeah. Um, they do kind of spring it on you by surprise, right? Yeah. yeah. And then even oh, when Boogaloo uh, is like straight up Satan. Yeah, and, and then you can. He shows up with the one horn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the, this is kind of crazy. They, when, they, when they spring horn. it on you, though, after they spring that Adam and Eve stuff on you, you can't unsee it. Like from that point on, it's so ham handed. It's like, okay. Yeah. Well, let's let's keep going through the list. Um, okay. All right. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. We'll, we've we've I'm got. Sure we'll get sidetracked some more. Song number three, Made for Me, which oh, is uh, Dandy, BB, and a, and a chorus of characters. This is the creepy makeout song. Um, is not the, to be is, con- that the, uh, is that the let's do it for our country song? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. There's another song that's very date rapey um, that's coming up. This one's just a makeout song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is the one where she goes to the party and she gets the guy. The guy's oh, like, the guy's like, like here, some, take this pill. She's have like, some okay. champagne. And it's like this gigantic glass that's like bigger than her head. And then she starts flirting with Dandy, which dandy is slang for like homo so i was kind of like uh well how can, is he like into her i don't know can we all agree that white people should not have froze is that can i say that you know what it worked <laughs> oh on god here guy. it comes so so that guy Alan tell us Love, how hot this guy is tell oh us how boy. hot he is well okay i didn't think he, he looked was like as dudley as moore with a fro George gilmore well he looked like uh dudley moore uh, with Roger a fro. from like tommy you should he not be surprised of- that that he played the lead in several incarnations of Tommy. Actually, yeah, he looked like a, a five voice. four Roger Daltrey with a cross <laughs> between Dudley Moore. Yeah, Roger Roger Daltrey's not very tall anyway. The uh, he looks like in a character actor I know, but I'm trying to remember the guy's name and a mix of him and Roger Daltrey. I'm going to yeah. try to look it up, and when I find this character actor, I know you guys are going to be like, "Oh yeah," but it's going to it's going. I don't. He does nothing for um, propagating white people make good choices on hair design. I'm just saying. <laughs> Um, I did like the other guy, George Gilmore. I was surprised to learn that this was his only theatrical. You were surprised to learn that. (laughs) Really? Well, wait, wait. He's I. So there's a Canadian actor named Michael Trucco who was on the rebooted Battlestar Galactica. He kind of looks like a 70s version of Michael Trucco. He's got he wears those jeans really well. He's got a great anus wrapper. He's got a good voice. (laughs) He's got a what? (laughs) Well, he's I got mean, a great know. anus wrapper. <laughs> Did you? Oh That's a. Uh, it's kind of like a. AS, it's kind of like ASAP Rocky. Exactly. Oh, oh, I got it. 
<laughs> I, see, I see what you're doing. There. Anus wrapper. Okay. Holy wrapper. Wow. And you know, it's look. I'm gonna it's use a, it on my a wife. Prominent display. Hey, Tabitha, that's a Apple great number. anus wrapper. <laughs> Got a great anus wrapper. <laughs> and it's uh, on display in the Apple number when they're wearing g-strings and they're in hell and there's the dancing. Oh, uh, uh, we'll get there. Hold on, but before <laughs> we get to the Apple. We got to talk about the song Show Business with Boogaloo Shake in a chorus, which yeah, this has one of the creepiest fucking scary clowns in cinema oh history. I I actually had nightmares after. I can't believe I've seen this movie like more than once, but every time we come to this sequence, I actually have to turn the lights on because that clown like freaks me out. It terrifies me. I mean, me. he does he does like slide in. There's that tracking shot where they're dancing and he just slides in and he's like, Mr. Boogaloo. <laughs> stuff of nightmares, man. Oh, uh, I wait. love that number. The changing tempos and the, the, you know, I don't know, the little wands that they're throwing around and the fur coats and the, and the move in and the, the Fosse dancing. It's fabulous. It's, it's fabulous. By the, way, <laughs> the choreographer for this, for this movie is Nigel Lithgow. And you know him as the producer of like, so you think you can dance American idol America's got talent. Britain's got talent. Um, but he was the choreographer for this. And I, I loved all of them. You are using the word fantastic. fabulous way too loosely on that song. I'm just saying it's got a creepy. Just clown, in general. Jose. I think he's using it way too much in general when talking about I, I, I'm okay with all the other ones, no. but anytime you put a creepy clown in anything, it's not fabulous at all. I think, I think it's fabulous for the clown, but I don't think you want loosely. I think you can use it, but you don't want a loose anus wrapper. <laughs> Not around a clown, God, you I, don't. I'm using anus wrapper for the rest of my life. Uh, it's going to get a Please lot of do. mileage out of this episode, yeah. I think. Yep. Please. All right, listener, you're welcome. No, don't use it as a breath. Don't use it as a breath spray. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, the next song is the Apple. Um, Dandy sings this one. Now, look. In my defense, I can't pay attention to this song. Because of Dandy's rhinestone bikini brief, sorry, rhinestone Man. ass wrapper, but it's yeah, not even wrapping his ass because his ass is hanging out and he's got the shiniest flat white guy ass I've ever seen. Yeah, it's fantastic. You could show, you could show a film on that thing. <laughs> yeah. You could turn the lights out and you're going to see that ass. It's so bright and flat. Well, it helps, helps in the dark. I just, uh, it, this song now this was the song that i kind of thought would break brad at some point i'm curious brad at the, at this point you've gotten you've gone from bim universal melody made for me creepy clown song and the apple where where are you at in in your oh, mental health at this point oh uh, universal melody was the one i was like oh my god i've got 80 more minutes of this <laughs> this is going to be really bad you didn't like the hippie music I mean, I don't mind folk music, but this was like, well, there's your, a difference between folk music and what that song was. Yeah. That it's was, just like, it's like folk music filtered through like Canadian, like uh, it's just real bad. Like Canadian. What I'm like, I'm not going to, the I'm guy is like, lie. sounds like super like Canadian. Like it, they don't sound American. They like, are from Moose Jaw. Yeah. From, <laughs> so they're trying to play up like the, uh, there's a Moose joke Jaw. there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, can we, can we all but agree? I think, I think that this, I think that this song gives Frank Stallone's moody girl, a complete run for its money. There's right? a tie. I mean, there, there's a tie to that in this film. You know that, right? What? Yeah. 
No, well, I don't know if you guys know the Fino- Finola Hughes is in the background. She's in this film. No. Yeah. Did you did you see her from Staying Alive? Finola Hughes. I I, yeah. I I yeah. I didn't see her in the background. Yeah, she's in. There. No, she's she yeah. She's in all the musical numbers. She has like a, a nice close up too. Interestingly enough, uh, Richard Pettifer, Alex Pettifer's dad, is also one of the dancers in here too. Well, I, isn't I mean, Pettifer one of the most unfortunate last names? I think so. It's getting a little <laughs> bit close to. I uh, yeah. I, I got to be honest. It's, really, it's worse than it's not not as bad as that one character actor we watched, Bob uh, Anus Rapper. He's got to go <laughs> Bob Anus Rapper. I, R- I Richard did, is Richard Anus Rapper. I did not notice really anybody when Catherine Mary Stewart was on screen. Um, yeah, so she is the one shining light. Yeah, in, in a in a in a in a very bright movie, she shines even more brighter. Uh, I think I think she's the real highlight of the movie. She and is almost, really and almost, square jaw. Yeah, hey. she really does. She has a very uh, no. but she is sexy. Yeah, mannish face. Uh, I wouldn't say mannish. She does she not have a very man like features. It, it, she does not it's have man like feet. Listen, it's a little masculine. It's no. a little masculine. No. I, look, I don't have any problem with it. I, I like no, it. Okay. No, shush. I like, a, I like a strong moose jaw. <laughs> <laughs> Enough. Listen, Catherine Mary Stewart. When when Troy was younger and saw the last Starfighter, he thought he was going. He thought he was going to grow up to be a ninja and marry Catherine Mary Stewart and run off doing ninja stuff and have little ninja babies with Catherine Mary. So we are not allowed to talk anything negative about Catherine and she does not have a moose jaw or man jaw or whatever you call it. <laughs> she, she has a nice ass wrapper. Yes. But it's anus, it's, anus wrapper. Sorry. Anus. anus wrapper. Excuse me. But, uh, I always go to night of the comments with her. Is that a, yes. a nice, Regina a nice uh, yeah. sphincter closet? Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Excellent. But Excellent. we shall, there will be no ill speak of Catherine Mary Stewart at all. So let's just, <laughs> yeah, uh, except I'll, I'll for one, no, except for one thing. No, one thing. No, not her singing no. voice. Oh, shut I was up. Disapp- it's I angelic. was disappointed to learn that it's not her singing voice. Well, yeah. that's because it was too good and they couldn't use it in the film. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what I read. Sure. Well, she, she claims that she worked with a, a vocal coach coach and was going to sing, and then they were just like, "Never mind, Catherine." Just I know because she would have made everybody else look bad. So why would you? Probably. I mean, yeah. So that's how that worked. Where were I mean, we? She oh, was up against Damdy and what's his face. This next song. Oh my gosh! So I found, I found the actor. I'm going to send it to you guys in the chat. Or oh, just, okay. Uh, the next song is I, I can't believe this song exists. How to be a master? Uh, Boogaloo Shake and uh, a bunch of people are singing it. Now this is done in some kind of Jamaican rhythm or riff. Yeah, and, it's uh, that that's a little. It's that uh, song's pretty damn racist, if you ask me. A little culturally appropriated. There's so there's a difference between cultural appropriation versus flat out racism. Like, hey, I'm a great master and turning people into slaves and singing it to a Jamaican rhythm. Yeah, Jar Jar Binks was like, "Hey, man, wait a minute, cut it out." Lisa don't like this. <laughs> no. I mean, it kind of, so it kind of reinforced that. I, I mean, it, it seemed like everybody in this world in the future. By the way, the future being 1994. Um, wow. But it seemed 14 like 14 years. This movie was made. They're like, uh, I don't know, 14 years. But it seems like everybody in this future, it's like rollerball. The only big thing for everybody is this song competition, which, you know, BIM, any BIM artist is fated to to win. Um, so it's kind of like they're ruling the country. And so I guess 
that's where the whole like master slave corporate consumer kind of thing comes in. But I, I agree. It's a little too, uh, racist. racist. Yeah. Not a little, a little too. too it racist. is. It is racist. Brad, I, I, I know you have some very strong feelings when this stuff pops up in films. Uh, how did you feel at this point in the movie when the racist song came out? You know, I was, uh, not feeling it. Troy. Um, this was when I thought, you know what? I, I think maybe I've got the gist of this movie. Maybe, maybe I've, maybe I've got it. Let me see one more song. Hmm. Oh. And then they do the speed song. Speed. Right? Isn't speed yeah. next? Yeah. Yes. That's where uh, it's basically an anthem for the United States to do more drugs. I yeah. Think. It's it's a drug anthem. So what did you think of that? Was that was that right up your alley there, buddy? Were you like, yeah, drugs, <laughs> USA? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, not really, to be honest with you, man. Uh, <laughs> it's, again, subtlety is not in this movie at all it uh no. boy it hits you like a ton of bricks well you know what the you know what this is this is uh somebody from another country making an american movie this this, this so this is what you know Italian it's films yeah and so many other films is menachem yeah. is he uh, uh israeli no he's israeli. French. I, I believe he's israeli yeah yeah i believe so yeah and uh you know he, he's got an idea what america's like and uh, he's going to hit you over the head with it. And uh, it's a dystopian America that uh, I don't think ever would exist. I don't know if it ever would exist. Is this what? Menachem Golan's? Uh, this is before Streets of Fire, though. What? Right? Well, yeah. yeah. Streets of Fire came so. later. Yeah. 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 So did Walter Hill riff on Streets of Fire a little bit with this? <laughs> no. No. What? no We're comparing sure. this to Streets and. F- no, 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 no. I'm not comparing. <laughs> I'm just saying. What's Dystopian wrong with you? rock I'm, musical? I mean, come on, man. No. Yeah. Well, well Streets of Fire was like a like a rock and roll fable. Dystopia. That was a rock and roll fable. This is supposed oh, to be some dystopian future where this uh, is a Faustian disco tale. Yes. Uh, which is it is interesting when you get somebody not of the United States coming in and and trying to make a commentary on the United States from their perspective. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, yeah, I, he sees it as big and loud and drug fueled and and uh, sexy, mm-hmm. it's, it, 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 and filled it, with hippies. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's all those things, and uh, and of course, none of it is true, really. I don't think. Yeah, <laughs> true. Maybe it was. I mean, we were. I was only like seven or eight years old when this came out. So yeah, maybe it was. Well, yeah. I don't know how much speed was going on in 1980, but they really make it attractive with this song. Did did you feel like you wanted to try speed, Brad, during this time period? <laughs> like again or like what? <laughs> no, no, um, I, no, it didn't make me want to do speed, Troy. Okay, okay, that's good. Are you a cop? Because if you're a cop, you have to tell me. No, I, I got, I, I can tell you this as somebody who uh, would love the opportunity to try some of these things sometimes, but doesn't do it because it's just not the, the right thing to do uh, for my responsibilities. This did nothing for me. I forgot it was even in the film, and I forgot it was even about drugs. Uh, it well, it is about drugs, right? It's everybody's taking speed or something, and we list all the yes. cities that are taking I mean, speed. Or- I, I feel like it's one of those songs where, on the surface, yes, it's about drugs, but I think it's about it's really about consumerism, right? Mm. And selling a product and people consuming, and because Bim. Bim is creating the music that they want everybody to sort of like get high on and be and and keep buying and and patronize. So it's it's kind of a 
a dual metaphor. Mm. Okay. Um, yes. Moving on. <laughs> Jose's, Jose's got notes. I guess. Uh, next song, Alfie, Where Has Love Gone? Uh, A.K.A. Where Has Good Taste Gone? Um, how about... How Wait, about, is this the one that ends that starts with him feeling his landlord's uh, boobies? Yeah, what's up, super weird. what's up with that? What's At first, I thought it was his like? mom, but yeah. they, yeah, but no, he's she's he's renting the room from her because well, he's given her the D to pay for that room. Well, what he's doing. who hasn't felt their landlord's boobies? Let's be honest here. I'm wondering she if, saw the anus wrapper and she yeah. said, "I'm wondering if you get a cut rate lease on that deal." If, you, if that probably, helps. I yeah. yeah, I think I think so. I think there was more but going the alarm, on there. But the alarm clocks don't work. Yeah, as he noted in that scene, Uh, we get a reprise of BIM, which is I I think everybody in in the world at this point stops for an hour and does exercise to this song. And they just repeat the same thing over and over again. I mean, that was positive. I mean, they're keeping everybody healthy and kicking. It's like, you know, let's let's be honest, though. You know, I know we kind of joked around about Jose talking about consumerism, but that is prevalent throughout this whole film. Yes. Commercialism, consumerism. Again, yeah. it's somebody from another country coming over here, creating a commercial product and commenting on it. Not slyly for the, for the record. No, it's again, and not no subtly. subtlety. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it it's definitely there with like the stickers and the, the one horn and the costumes and, you know, catering to the, the teeny boppers, I guess, or, you know, whatever it's supposed to be. You're sure this guy's not French? This this sounds very French to me. <laughs> it is weird how it swings back to like folkism and and the hippies and sort of like grassroots and living under bridges and forests. It's it's odd that it opens so corporate dystopian and that it ends with hippies going to heaven. It's it's really and then literally Deus ex machina like God comes down, Mister Tops. <laughs> Yeah, Which I said so that as like more of a Noah's Ark metaphor, oh. possibly. But then he talks about like I'm going to start another world where you can. Well, yeah, I mean that was basically what Noah was doing with the Ark was destroying the old world and bringing on new. Yeah. So you you think the apple is actually just a recreation of stories from the Bible, starting with Adam and Eve, going up to Noah's Ark, and there could have been an apple part two, part three that would have continued. Oh the well, whole old well, testament hang on now it, it is all that while commenting on consumerism because uh, yeah. yeah did the yeah. how much consumerism is in the bible i mean outside of the fact that religion Actually, american I mean, religion trying in to and of sell itself, this guy jesus pretty hard <laughs> i'm just gonna say this they've sold a lot of bibles okay yes. okay I, I, I get point taken point taken okay so after the uh the second time of hearing the bim uh, theme song here we get uh, BB and Alfie um, cry for me, which at this point, Brad, I when I hear this song, I'm like, is Brad crying? Mm. <laughs> I can. You tell ever you wonder, about, like, have you ever thought crying. about, like, if I turn on the microwave without the door open and stick my head in it, will it still go and will it explode my head? Because I was thinking about that while while listening to Cry mm. for Me, I was like, you know what? Could I stick my head in a microwave and it still work? Because that seems like an easier way to go than finishing this movie. I mean, it started with her and her lingerie pining. That was kind of hot, right? I know Troy's here, but I don't really find her that sexy. So shut <laughs> your mouth right now. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, she, uh, I, I'm with Troy on that one. I like that one, and then I and I like uh, the African American actress as well. She was I Grace she was Kennedy. Quite, yeah, I thought she was quite attractive as well. It was also interesting how she sort of turned on her corporate gods, you know. Um, but I kind of, I kind of, you can kind of argue like that. that none of the characters are very well fleshed out, Jose. Exactly. We, um, <laughs> we should say that this was originally kind of the genesis of this is actually a. Uh, as a Hebrew three stage, uh, three act kind of God and the devil. I'm uh, sorry to say that, what, what, it, which huh? I discovered after the fact, because yeah. I'd only seen this once before, like years ago. And I watched it again. And I kind of was like, wait a minute. Is this like a, is this like a biblical story? Is it like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, damn Yankees, the musical where the guy it sells is, his soul but to the devil. It's Hebrew. It's it's yeah. originally conceived from a Hebrew. Uh, I think maybe a couple, and uh, they they yes, a husband and wife out. screenwriter. Yeah, yeah. And we do. Oh, the reason why this film exists to tie back to your show is because of Saturday Night Fever. The, the, this and oh, what's the? Is it? A, it's a Donna Summer movie. Uh, thank, uh, thank thank God, God it's Friday. Thank God it's Friday. Yeah, yeah. They're trying and to in, capitalize in, on disco a little late in the game. But yeah, I was going to say. I think in the same year it was uh, the Village People movie. Oh yeah, I can't this movie and Xanadu. Yeah, well, and, uh, Xanadu. This, is this movie is widely regarded as like killing the disco musical. <laughs> I think this killed a lot. I I don't know a lot of things. Yeah, it killed a lot of careers. I think. Um, yeah, it it hurt some careers. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, it, I'm surprised the music industry recovered. From this movie, except, to be quite except Monocum Going, Monocum Going, he he turned out okay. Oh, well, yeah. actually, and it's funny, it's funny you mentioned that too, because somebody who plays some roles in here, in fact, he played the clown, um, <laughs> is George S. Clinton, who was a music producer, not the, not Parliament Funk George Clinton, yeah. but George S. Clinton. He's a music producer. And he did the Mortal written, Kombat. Yeah, he did the Mortal Kombat score. Yeah, and yeah. so I guess if anybody escaped, it was him because. Not only was he in the movie and helped produce some of the music, I mean, he went on to a pretty big career. Well, now I can't well, fucking watch Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. So he didn't do the main Mortal Kombat. He did not do that. That's the that's the Immortals. They they did that song. Okay, because yeah. no, but he did the score. I wasn't gonna watch that movie anymore because in my head I just have a clown in the back going Mortal Kombat, and I couldn't I couldn't tolerate that. <laughs> I would never watch Mortal Kombat again thinking a clown was singing that. Yeah. We'll try to picture Shake with his fe- feather boa screaming Mortal Kombat. Uh, no. I, what, what was the other costume Snake was wearing? Like a Or Shake was a snake. Like a snake head? Something like that? Yes. Yes. He had that weird like viper head. And, you know, the, awesome. Like the serpent, Troy? Oh. So, yeah. Yeah. So Shake wearing a snake. That's a comment on consumerism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It no. is. <laughs> I'm. You know what? You guys... I watched this like four times. Oh, Jesus. Before this? Jose. Yes, I did. I I love this movie so much. It's so wacky. Look, I wanted to watch it twice because I watched it a week ago. I wanted to watch it twice. But I got to be honest with you. It's so bad that, and I I mean this in a good way. I, I, I enjoy watching the film. But for me, this is the kind of movie that I have to watch with a group of people. Yes. Yeah. It's not as, because so, because. I think I've seen it twice now. The first time I watched it, I watched it with a group of people. I had a good time. By myself, I didn't enjoy it nearly as much because I didn't have anybody to bounce my kind of obtuse looks off of. Hey, amen. Um, I, the first time I saw this was with our good friend Randy and Sophocles, 
and I had a blast watching it. Uh, watching this alone, um, it almost broke Troy. Uh, <laughs> it was. It's a rough watch when when you don't have I somebody love there. It. Of course you do. <laughs> There's no I love surprise all the in that dancing. statement at all. There's, I yeah. love all the dance. How about when they're in the beds and they're doing the sexy pas de deux? Like, oh, that's the next song. Um, stuff. I loved it. Coming. <laughs> sung by yeah, Pan, Pandy. Pandy. She didn't want to sing that song. It she was, sounds just, I mean, the song is just like it sounds. And this is the date rape song. <laughs> Uh, okay, this is, okay. that it is in yeah. fact the this is yeah. the equivalent I mean, to that let's do it for america and greece too right here the yeah. only thing yeah. that's missing out of this is dudes like gesturing jerking off at the camera that's all it's missing in subtlety because that's what is going on in this movie yeah i bemoan the fact that there weren't any like male couples you know mm-hmm. there well there's one shot where ashley the marketing director spins around in his chair and there's a guy in his lap but like, other than that, they they should have done what all that jazz did was they in the erotica number they had two guys, you know, a guy and a girl, a, two girls and then two guys. They should have done that with this with this coming number, but they didn't. They well, out. I'm gonna th- with I'm this gonna, coming number. Yeah, I'm gonna throw this out here. They had a song called "How to Be a Master," which was just racist. I don't mm-hmm. think they were going for representation in this movie at all. But I agree with you, Jose, a hundred percent. I mean, especially if you're gonna say. You have a movie everybody's taking speed and they're singing about it. There, there, there should have been more, you know, guys, girls, everything. It, everything. Equal representation if you're gonna go bonkers. Just so. everybody fucking and sucking. Sure. Let's go. Yeah. Um uh, I think for me that's part of the problem with the movie now as time has gone on. It's 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 kind of it's kind of fun and goofy, and it's definitely a time capsule like Can't Stop the Music and Thank God It's Friday, those films. And Xanadu even. But it's yeah. just not it, as bonkers as the apple is, it's just not bonkers enough. Like I feel like this could have been, and I, I I I say this a lot, but I don't mean it in in a bad way. But I think if Menachem Golan would have went for it and made this like a rated R musical, that he really could have had something like just like some straight up Caligula like inserts of this. <laughs> yeah, like some craziness, you know. <laughs> I would have loved that. Oh yeah, yeah she would. I, but, I think it would have just been, but wouldn't it better. lose some of its kitschiness and eighties charm if it well, went hard R? No, I, I might have lose. I don't think it would lose its kitschiness because rated R can definitely stay kitschy because you got uh, John Waters and people like that. They can keep it kitsch. Yeah, but it might lose some of its charm. Certainly, and it was probably be an uglier movie. I would, I would think, but. I don't know, man. There's just something missing. There's some kind of special sauce missing uh, here that uh, makes it, I don't know, a bit, uh, for me anyway, a bit dull to watch by myself. Like, I I struggled with the back third of this. Well, now we're getting to it. Yeah, this is where I think, Brad, now, if you had said, honestly, you could not finish the movie from here on out after the date rape song, I, I probably would not have um, given you any grief because the last three songs bring this entire goofy movie to a screeching halt, right? Mm. So after coming, yeah, you get you get Pandy and BB uh, singing this I Found Me song, which is a new, it's just a snooze fest. And I'm sure the audience at this point in the theaters in 1980 were like, hey, I found the exit. It's over here. Um <laughs> And then next is Child of Love, which is with the hippie leader, BB and Alfie. And it's really the hippie theme song, right? And then we get Brad's favorite song to close the movie out, which yep. is Universal Melody, which is um, 
hey, if that's heaven, I'll stay in purgatory, right? <laughs> yes, um, I stay by my statement. The music in this movie is atrocious. So did you make it through the film or is this or is this where you no, just I tapped out? You I did? made it. No, okay. I made it through. Yeah. I guys, I respect you too much. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I think the better question is, did you make it in one setting? Oh I did yeah. not. I did not. Oh, so there we go. Uh, there I started it, it on there Saturday. It and I got about 50 minutes in and I was like, you know what? You need to take a TO. I'm going to call a timeout <laughs> and go to sleep for a little bit and yeah, wake up. I wake up. I woke up in the morning and I finished it before anyone else woke up. And I was like, okay. <laughs> How did you sleep that night, Brad? Not well, Troy, to be honest with you. Um, was it restless? I was just thinking about, I was just thinking about yeah, to me. a movie. He had, too many these, bim, he had too many BIM stickers in his anus wrapper. Yeah, I, I stuffed them all up there. Um, I, I was just wondering, like, this was his passion project, and he made a, like, a disco dystopian Bible story. Yeah, um, it's a, yeah, it's a weird choice. But I was also thinking about talking about this. It's like this heteronormative couple who one of them gets pulled in to we'll say alternative lifestyles with drag queens and all this stuff and then again is saved by the white man oh so and then kind of like jose's on here defending the movie and i'm offended by how it treats gay people (laughs) well uh come on that's uh i mean it's a i mean that's it's yeah i saw all those things too but you know, you have to think about the time for when it came, right? Oh, I 1980, know. I, and it's, it's, yeah. And are you saying you know, gay people re- didn't exist in 1980? Can't, can't stop the music might be even more offensive to homosexual people than this. <laughs> well, not at the time, but well, not I mean, at the time, but I'm just saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, looking at it now, although Steve Gutenberg, talk about an anus rapper. Yeah, that yeah. is an anus rapper. I will agree it with that. Is, yeah, it's a good one. But um, I will not agree with that. <laughs> I mean, Ma- look, this Mahoney. movie to me, <laughs> to me, this movie is like it's like Rocky Horror, Rollerball, oh. Damn Yankees, The Fifth Element rolled into one and then like spit out. It's kind of fantastic. is it the is it the science fiction stuff that you're pulling the fifth element from? Well, that in the wacky costume design and just the whole like, you know, uh, I don't was, know everybody looking out out of worldly and and, yeah. and different and I, yeah. So I'm I'm on board with that aspect of it. There's certainly nothing quite like the apple. That's true. Uh, yeah. I think we yes, all. That's it. Yep. Yep. If, if there is a strength to the apple, it's the fact that I, I don't know. I mean, I've seen some pretty messed up films over the years. Some great ones, Jodorowsky and whatnot, Gaspar Noé, and then I've seen some really strange ones, and this is definitely in the, <laughs> this is in the strange realm. I mean, this it's weird that this exists. Um, it is it though when you think about, the I don't transition really think from the seventies to eighties. This this kind of feels like the product of that transition going into yeah. the eighties because nobody knew what to do with the musical genre. I mean, right. Canon films. It's like this, like Canon films and this. Yeah. I, I just, I yeah. feel like Greece was such a big hit. And then they say, okay, Saturday Night Fever, yeah, yeah, Saturday Night Fever. And okay, we're bringing musicals into the 80s. Disco didn't make it, right? But well, I, music, I don't, yeah, I, music was a huge part of the 80s, right? We talked about this, right? Yeah. The Urban Cowboy, Top Gun. Absolutely. 
the sa- soundtracks the were soundtrack, a thing, right? Yeah, the soundtrack became a thing. It became huge. Beverly Hills Cop. That one, that one sold a lot. I had that record. Oh yeah, I have I, I have all of them. And that that was some of the the best things about going to the films is after the film is over, you get the soundtrack and you listen to those songs, and, and it makes you like remember those aspects of the the movie, right? Right. right. But right. A studio had no idea what to do with a traditional musical, and so you got these things. Which it's a really interesting time period because I can't think, and again, I, I love musicals, but I can't think of another time period that went through this sort of just bumpy transition in in terms of genre. I think musicals just really were suffering in the early eighties. Yeah, well, I think a lot of people were like, like Brad, you're not a fan of disco. I, I seem to remember that from reviewing oh. like Staying Alive and stuff. And oh, so, oh no, yeah, there no. was this awful transition where it was like disco music and then what's next the sort of like xanadu had the i'm gonna throw a flag out on the field on this one what i found knowing brad all these years he will say something like man i hate fart rock like fart rock just is terrible nickelback blah 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 and then i'll get into a car and he's like let's go to jersey mike's because i want to get a sandwich and then you get in his car and he plays something and you're like well this is like uh this real hard-hitting satanic music that yeah. is satanic fart rock. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, this sounds yeah. just like Nickelback this, rock. No, that was rock. go. That was ghost show. you better watch trap. This, ghost sounds this like this Nickelback fart rock. Fart rock. Torque, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This yeah. fart rock comes out of a tight anus wrapper. <laughs> <laughs> when Brad says he doesn't like something and then he's like, listen to this. And you're like, well, that sounds just exactly well, like the I mean, thing you don't that's like. Genera- <laughs> that, that's just generational. Right. I mean, that that's just generational reacting. Like, you know, my son right now is going through this phase where he's, just rediscovering all these kids of his age are all discovering this eighties metal oh. and it's kind of mm. funny to watch. It's kind of, it's kind of cool for me because that's what I grew up on. Yeah. Uh, and it's not hair rock either. We're talking uh Judas priest, um, you know, early Metallica yes. stuff like that. Maiden. Yeah. Maiden. Anthrax. Like yeah. There you go. And it's really cool to see this because it just shows you that music, no matter how generational it might seem, it's kind of timeless. Uh, it, it just exists forever and it comes and goes just like films and everything else. It just kind of comes and goes this music. I, I didn't, I don't dislike the music in this film. I think the thing I dislike about this movie is I don't know. I think Menachem Golan knew how to, <laughs> I don't think he knew how to make a movie when he made this movie. He had made some, I think dramas in Israel and stuff. I think he had gotten nominated for some awards or something. Yeah, yeah. He, he had made a lot of films leading up to this. Yeah, but this one's a this one's a right mess. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm still blown. I'm still blown away that the 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 DP for this movie, David uh, Gerfinkel, um, shot like Enter the Ninja, Revenge of the Ninja, Rambo Three, yeah. Over the Top. Like these are on his resume, and so is The Apple. <laughs> I mean, arguably the only other musical he really shot was um, Salsa, which, by the way, I saw in the theaters and I loved, of course. Nice. So would this, um, this movie be better if it had ninjas in it? I think so. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. yeah and kinda, more explosions. I'm, I'm kind of surprised there isn't ninjas in it, to be honest with you, because it feels like one of those kind of movies where he just throws everything in there and sees what I mean, there were dancing nuns and firefighters. Why not, right? Yeah, I just, yeah. I mean, if Alfie had joined a ninja clan instead of the hippies, I think it, I actually would have loved this film. By the way, was the leader of the hippies and Mr. Tops the same actor? I don't know. Maybe. I don't think so. Uh, Josh Ackland? Josh Ackland? 
Is, is I, that him? I don't know. I have no idea. Because I kind of thought maybe the guy that played Tops was well, he the was. leader. He with was. With big nose or whatever. They put a prosthetic on. So it's the same guy. Josh Ackland played hippie leader slash Mr. Tops. Yeah. Okay. You know, once it. once wow. you once you see this film a second time by yourself. So what's that trying to say? That the hippies are like are God right the whole time? Yeah. They were closer to God yeah. than all of us. So we all know Josh Ackland. I think I think he was in one of the Lethal Weapon films. Uh mm-hmm. maybe part two. Uh, diplomatic so. immunity. Yeah, yes. diplomatic yes, immunity. That guy. Yeah. He's that guy. <laughs> That, he was a heavy leader. He played a heavy a lot in the 80s. Yes. Arjun Rude in uh, Lethal Weapon 2. Yeah. That's right. Diplomatic yeah. immunity. He's in The Hunk Red October. He played Hans in The Mighty he's Ducks. He's played Hans. Yes. Okay. Yes. He's there from The Mighty go. Ducks. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, Brad, is, uh, of the 14 songs in the film, did you have a favorite? I mean, not really, but I guess the coming song. Well, no, it's just really bad. Speed would probably be my favorite. Uh, that's the one I picked because. It's about drugs. Um, I like Bim and like Child it. of Love. Yeah, I like Bim. I like the first song. That that one's. I like that one. It's kind of like. Uh, I wish that w- the film was more anthemic. Is that a word? Anthemic. Yeah, it is. Uh, good one. I, I, I wish it was more like that. I wish there was more anthems and stuff. I think it fails by having these quiet. Some of these quiet songs are just. They're just not that good. They're kind of like the. Well, they're kind of like the lonely girl, which I don't think is that bad, but they're kind of like the lonely girls moments of the, uh, the moody girl. Yeah. Moody girl. <laughs> the moody oh, girl. Yeah. Listen, right, moody, moody girl, girl just <laughs> runs circles around this stuff, man. I'll just be honest with you. The staying alive. Soundtrack, I never thought I would yearn for the music of Saturday night fever. Yeah. And or staying alive. Or Stay, staying alive. Yeah. Staying alive. Just, uh, it's missing that, that Frank Stallone-ness. It needs that edge. <laughs> that musk. Frank Stallone I mean, could have just really yeah, elevated this stuff. That, that marinara, I, that marinara flavored yeah. anus wrapper. You want disability? So, I mean, listen to these lyrics though for Universal Melody. You're the reason that I'm singing. It's you who keeps me strong and free and hey, deep within my heart. I'll keep read the song that you gave me. Read the lyrics Love for how to be a master. Universe. Read those lyrics. <laughs> no, let's not. <laughs> I don't want Apple. I don't want Apple to come after read, us and not read have, those not lyrics in an African American voice. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, let's, no, 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 no. I can't do it. I can't. No. <laughs> uh, I. What other questions do we have for for Brad, gentlemen? I. I I'm assuming. Well, um, I mean, I got to ask Brad this. Uh, this is, I think, a very pivotal. Is this the worst musical he's ever watched? Oh, good question. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah, well, really. I, mean, I have to ask this question because some I mean, people consider this the worst music. I wish it was. I wish. I think I'm more disappointed in this one because it is kind of crazy, and I think it is one of those seeing is believing situations. But I kind of wish it was like turned up a little bit more. Like yeah. it doesn't go for it enough. It's like we're coming, but we're just putting in the tip. Is basically what this movie. Is. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And okay, yeah. <laughs> um, it's a bit it's a bit tantric. This film, uh, yeah. it needed ninjas. I agree. Yeah, I agree but like 100%. tantric, but then like you, you never ninja. go, that's, so you like our, walk away first, with blue yeah. balls. So that's our first production, tantric ninja. <laughs> tantric ninja. <laughs> oh my I like god! That. Yeah, that could be on our label, Shaitarian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Shaitarian, and he throws. He gets ready to throw a dust, and then he stops. Yeah, <laughs> can't throw Isn't it. that like? Isn't that more edging? 
Yeah, well, edging ninja. Edging ninja. <laughs> this is our spec script idea. We can we can rewrite the apple for modern times, but with ninjas. Yeah. Look, as long ninja. as Frank Stallone is doing the soundtrack and all the music, I'm in. I will fund this thing. We will get a Kickstarter going. It'll be amazing. I think edging ninja is a good idea. Uh, edging ninja. So Brad, if if you had watched this with us in the same room. Do you think you would have enjoyed this the same way of, of like a Miami connection or Samurai oh, Cop or something like that? I, I think I, I do think this would benefit from a from a group viewing. Okay. Uh I I I think I think we've all said that to a certain extent. Those who have watched it in a group, it is kind of fun. Yeah. I mean I would love to see a shadow cast of this. Like go yeah. see the movie and watch people performing it. Well, this is a great mystery science theater episode. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Oh, I, I didn't realize that. I'll have to check that out. I mean, this has all the ingredients of a cult film, right? Well, and I guess I think I think they did this on Riff Tracks. Sorry. It might oh, was it Riff Tracks? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh I'm actually kind of surprised yeah. it really hasn't kind of garnered more of a kind of cult, cult following. following. I'm surprised it's on Blu-ray, to be quite honest. This is one of those I'm films that um stunned it's on Blu-ray. Yeah, Kino Lorber. I th- this is the reason why that company for me is starting to outpace everybody else is because they're, you know, Arrow and everybody else is, they're chasing after some quality films and the special editions, everything they put out there is fantastic. Kino Lorber is putting out some amazing 4Ks. They're putting out a lot of this mid-tier um, good stuff, but then they're putting tons of this out, like the Apple, which mm. people either don't even know about or they've seen it or um, even the, Tubi, I think it's on Tubi for free, right? Yeah, that's too. Uh, it is I, an awful cut. It's I, terrible. I, it it's like screen tears. It's weird. Like when the camera moves, like it kind of screen tears. It's weird. It's it, pan and scan. It's yeah. Uh, but the, oh, that's blue, why the okay. Blu-ray yeah, it's looks not the full fantastic, ratio. and it sounds good too. So I'm surprised mm-hmm. they put kind of so much yeah. attention to that transfer. Yeah, I so thought maybe that the Kino Lorber transfer might have been on Tubi. Sometimes those they'll just use that transfer. And uh, they did not. The, the one on Tubi. If, folks don't wanna, if they want to watch this and they want to watch it the best way possible, you're probably best to go with the Kino Lover Blu-ray. I haven't it's, seen it's that. It's $9.99 all the yeah. time. But I guarantee you it looks better than the Tubi. The Tubi transfer is it's brutal. Yeah. It's it's rough. So I, I, I watched it on Tubi because the first time I watched it, I couldn't really understand what they were singing. Yeah, yeah. So I went on and and there's no subtitles for the Blu-ray, which I was a little disappointed about. So I watched the 2B and turned on the closed captioning. And that's when I realized they were singing BIM, BIM power and all of that stuff. But but it was also a nice track for me to memorize all the lyrics to the, to the songs. You, you memorized what? The lyrics to the songs. All, all of them? I mean, I've been listening to the soundtrack like crazy. I love it. Uh, I, I would love to find an actual vinyl copy or, or something of this. Um, I know YouTube has the whole soundtrack out there. I don't think you can buy it digitally. It's not on CD, but, uh, I I ripped it. I ripped it. You ripped it. I would be curious, um, what the release looked like in 1980. This had to have like a record release. I'm sure. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then curiously enough, there were rumors that this Kino Lorber edition was going to be the full edition because during, if I read this correctly, there were some extended scenes and during Child of Love, you were actually supposed to watch them get married. And then there was a montage where they had kids and stuff. Oh, that's like why where, 
there's a weird time jump in this movie they don't yes. even explain. Yeah, because he puts it goes a from them beard singing on Child of Love. It's a year later. Yeah, and then he's got the kid, he's got a four-year-old, and she's she's got not a bim anymore. She's got the flower or whatever. I hate and to so tell that, him that that's not his kid because uh that, that kid <laughs> aged four years and he's only been her with her for one year, so not well, your there, kid, there, there was a time jump, but but <laughs> it was a year. They, that kid that kid was that kid was talking and walking and doing all sorts of stuff. It's true. He had the BIM power. What can we say? Look, yeah. Catherine Mary Stewart's jeans was going are pretty phenomenal. No, yeah, Catherine Mary Stewart. Look, this is the one realistic thing the movie gets. If Catherine Mary Stewart had a child, it it would be you know that smart, walking. perfect, and grow quickly. Yeah, in a year, that kid could sure. hold down a job. It could probably take our jobs. That's how smart it is because. <laughs> Those that that's just the quality of genes that Catherine Mary Stewart has. And mm-hmm. I'm not talking about her anus wrapper either. I'm talking about the genetic code. The manish genes. Yes. Yeah. Dude, there's a guy in this movie named Bulldog who looks like a bulldog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, the two bodyguards were tripping yeah. me out with their fangs. They were fantastic. Yeah, that guy's name is Derek Deadman. <laughs> Do you yes. think that's where George Lucas got the um the pig guys for Return of the Jedi was from the Apple? Kind of look like, yeah. Possibly. Okay. The, were they called Gamorrean guards? Gamorrean guards, yep. Or pig guys. Whatever. <laughs> that is correct. So the rumor is is the the print, the full print of the film was lost. And so that's why Kino could only restore whatever. Or they thrown had. away. I'm not saying could have yeah. been intentionally like nobody wants this. This could be our first like Shaterion collection yeah. is the it's, full director's cut of it's probably it's probably in a film can labeled Magnificent Ambersons that somebody's hanging on to <laughs> and they don't know they have the full cut of the apple. <laughs> it probably says actually it's probably labeled anus wrapper number seven, and that's why nobody's looked at it. <laughs> Maybe our second film we have Edge Ninja and then Anus Rappers, our second film. Both Revenge of the them. Anus Rapper. Yeah, they sound like they sell themselves. Both. <laughs> I, I do think the uh, funding for this project is not going to be hard to do. No. Uh, well, I'm I'm looking at the notes for this one, uh, Brad. I mean, motor functions look fine. Eye contact was good this time. Uh, hearing, surprisingly, <laughs> you didn't have a hearing problem, which is I, I did good. not. No. I, yeah. I think your orientation looks good. Speech was normal. The the rate, the volume, everything else looked good. Your mood, I, I got to be honest, it felt a little manic. Some of the, um, and, and even your thought content and motivation and effort, I mean, I put delusional, only because these comments about putting your head in a microwave have me a little concerned. I'm I mean, I thought honest. about it. This movie made me think about ending it all, to yeah, be honest with and, you. And I don't think that's healthy, <laughs> Brad. I, I, And your thought process was a bit tangent, tangential. Tangential. Tangential, that word. <laughs> um, I And obviously to have, you know, your sleep patterns interrupted with restless sleep, that's, that's not good, man. Um, I think we're two movies in and we're starting to see some significant see the, cracks. See some cracks, yep. See uh, some cracks are there. Sammy, Jose, I mean, what's your diagnosis at this point? Uh, I think that he made it through this is pretty impressive without breaking. Yeah, it is. This, is. this is almost like a uh, this is almost like a trial by fire, this one. So to rank them as films that most broke me, it would definitely be number one is The Apple, number two is Ginger Dead Man. So, Ooh, no. I think we're going to okay. have a new okay. number one next month, though. Oh, we might. I think we are. <laughs> we might. So obviously, uh, Sammy and Jose and I, we, we put a lot of thought into this. And 
There was a title that was on the that's list. In that, that's in that other group where we don't talk about ovens. We don't. It's not. Yes. It's all. It's all Brad talk. Well, that's not true. We did talk ovens a couple of times. I feel like you're getting ready to put us in the oven. With the yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Brad, I know how much you love Tyler Perry. Oh my God. And okay. I I I think Tyler Perry is a national treasure. But what if Brad Tyler Perry wasn't Tyler Perry? But he looked like um, an older Jewish guy who wanted to play all the roles that Tyler Perry had done. Is this that movie that the person suggested we do? So it, it was on my list. And the fact that somebody wrote in uh, and said, hey, have you seen this film? And it was no, but I know about it because I've, I've oh, seen man. the trailer and I wrote it down as a potential because we're trying to hit all the genres. Right. So we've done horror. We've done science fiction musical, so a couple of, but you know what? I think it's time to just go right into comedy, um, and you know, see Thomas Howell may have, uh, I I don't know, he he may have tried to to really tackle the whole issue of race in the eighties, yeah. Um, but how I, did it, how did it, how did we not see that as offensive at the time? I don't know. I don't know. I watched that consistently on HBO. It was one of my favorite movies. And now I cringe when I think. Yeah, about but he, no. you know, his intention was good. He was trying to, you know, as a, as a white guy, understand, yeah. you know, uh, people of color. But Brad, I, I think we have the movie that's actually going to do what C. Thomas Howe could not do. Right. And it's a modern film. So next month we're going to watch Lakeisha. Lokisha. Lokisha. I I would encourage everybody to. I don't don't even like the poster for this film. Uh, yeah, the poster sassy. Has anyone? Have you all watched the trailer? I have not. I I got to be honest with you. I'm regretting signing up for this project. (laughs) Yeah, and and I'm I'm I don't know what's gonna happen after we. Yeah, Lakisha is from 2019. Yeah, it's from 2019. Here's a quick synopsis of it. Faced with a financial crisis. Ooh, that's relevant being in 2023, right? Faced with a financial crisis, Joe, a divorced, quick-witted bartender, applies for a job at a failing Detroit radio station as a black female disc jockey. Uh, What could go wrong? It currently has a 1.6 at IMDb. Uh, yeah, Brad, we're, we're going to 0% on the aggregate movie site that shall not be named. Yeah. This, (laughs) this is going to be a fun one, by the way, written and directed by a gentleman named Jeremy Seville, who I've never heard of. And I guess this movie is why I've never heard of him. (laughs) Yeah. This will be interesting. You cannot buy a physical version of it. You either have to buy or rent it digitally. I think Amazon has it, uh, it's not streaming anywhere. Uh, not not that I know of. I think it's on Tubi's. Even I think it's Tubi on Tubi. You know, I'm checking now because if even Tubi won't touch it, I really don't want to watch it. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, it's like it's like Soul Man. Can you find me a physical media copy of Soul Man anywhere? Yeah. No, Man. I got one. Yeah, they want you got one. Be. I got one. Yeah, they, you have a DVD. Yeah, I have the DVD. Oh they my god, I need to come over out. and watch that. <laughs> we could do a double header, Jose. Come over and we'll watch Soul Man and Lakeisha. No, Tubi yeah. does have it. Oh, Tubi does have it. There you go. You can yep. watch it on yep. Tubi. There he is. Tubi has no shame. There you are. Well, thank God I don't have to pay for this. 
Yeah. Oh my God, Steve Miner directed Soul Man. What the? F- yeah. What? Yeah. 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 Soul so, Man was a hit, wasn't it? It was. It was a big. It hit. was a hit. It was a big it was a moderate hit. moderate hit. Yeah. It was a moderate hit. I saw it in the movie theater. I, know. I, I did too. I. Me too. Watched it on HBO a couple times. Oh, uh, you guys a- can play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Lakeisha. 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 It's like even the name is so offensive to African Americans. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting a, I'm getting a, uh, what is it? Cyrano. I'm getting a Cyrano vibe, but I don't know. I, I'm going to have to see how the movie plays out, but I'm getting I'm, a vibe like it's going to be a short podcast next month because we're just going to be like, <laughs> Look, <laughs> Brad's just gonna go. It broke me. Let's leave it at that. And I don't want to. Yeah, talk we can't about talk this. about it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I will say, get us back on track. The apple is bad, but it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, it it it's not good. But no. I, I would suggest if people want to like get together and see something they probably never seen before, the apples. You could do a lot worse than the apple. Yeah. Oh, I will fight you. Rex Smith is hotter than Alan Love. I will <laughs> I will fight you. Oh, <laughs> this is the uh text that we're, yeah, we some, were promised. Some, Rex Smith. And there's another there's another guy that reminds me of that guy too, but I can't remember. I can't, I don't know his name. He was in 80s. He movie. does not look think. like Rex Smith. He does a little bit. I'm glad you you closed all your other tabs before you sent that uh picture, Sammy. I did think about that before I did that. Yeah. I still think if Roger Daltrey and Dudley Moore had a baby, it would be that guy. In There's the another Apple. actor, man. I can't remember his name, and I can't remember. I, it's going to come to me at some point, and I'll send it to you guys. God, you guys don't remember? He hosted like Solid Gold, Street Hawk, Street Hawk. I remember legit. Street Hawk. My jam. Yeah, he yeah. Was, he was Daredevil in the. He in was the, uh, in the uh, TV the Incredible Hulk movies. Thor. Yeah. Oh, it was Thor, Incredible Hulk, right. Daredevil. Yeah. yeah. He was the original Daredevil. There's a deep he cut. He also had a nice anus wrapper. <laughs> oh so if if nothing else, listener, we gave you, well, I'm sorry, Jose gave you anus wrapper. <laughs> use it in your daily vocabulary. Uh, you can thank us later. Be careful where you use it, though. <laughs> yes. I wouldn't please. use it in a work setting, but if you're going to add it in a Valentine's card or something that's like, man, I love your anus wrapper. Yeah, that's fine. But don't yeah, use it at work. That, don't put yeah, it on somebody's review. Yeah. Nope. Don't smack somebody on the back and say, love your anus wrapper, bro. (laughs) Bro. Yeah. (laughs) A new standard for HR. Jose, I'm, I'm going to smack you on the butt in public and just say, I love your anus wrapper, bro. (laughs) So do we tell people to watch the movie for next month or just like, go ahead and kind of skip it? Well, Well, I mean, if people want to play along, yeah, play along and watch it. The, the, look, we all are very adventurous film fans, all four of us, yeah. and I'm sure the people that are listening to this are the same type of people that we are, in some ways. Yep. Well, <laughs> not hey, <in> always. <laughs> I didn't tell you. I showed the trailer to my wife, and her response was, "Oh, I, I'm interested in that. When are you guys going to watch no. that one?" I'm like, "Are you <laughs> shitting me?" <laughs> well, she also likes yes. the pests, so that's not she really. She loves a, the pests, oh. so yeah. And now that I, you, I think it was Jose sent me the article about there's a possibility of the pest too, and I sent pest it to too. her, and she's yeah. like, "Yeah." I- <laughs> you know, was almost been approached, and he is interested in doing a pest too. That means the apocalypse is happening. Yep. All hail the apocalypse. Oh, <laughs> yes. my God. All right, Brad. Well, I, I, I just my professional opinion. I think after two of these, you're, you're starting to show a little bit. 
Yes, I know. It, it didn't take as long as I thought it would. Yeah, I think I think March is going to be super interesting. I I had a bet that you would crumble by summer. It, it could come faster. It could. Or Jose or I could break. I, that's true. Or I think I have doubtful break. for me. I, I, yeah. Jose's going to love everything, so I'm not worried about Jose. I don't know. He, he's the gonna, only movie that ever brought me close to breaking was that mother movie. I, I had such an angry reaction to it. Oh, and I kind of like that movie. Darren Aronofsky's oh, mother. Aronofsky, at the, at, yeah. I never seen yeah, it. When, Again, when the lights came up, I was like, I want my fucking money back. I hate this shit. <laughs> not subtle at all. I mean, very sort of <laughs> yeah. on the nose like the apple. So Exactly. Yeah. yeah. and, and <laughs> That would be a weird back-to-back. His mother and the apple. He's very... Biblical, yeah, yeah, yeah. always always making biblical stuff, yeah. That would be actually a great drive-in double bill with a lot of mind-altering substances. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and the third good. movie for this triple bill could be Noah Aronofsky's yeah. Noah. Nah, it's not trippy enough. Monsters. You need something like the Fountain. It's a rock monster. I don't know. It's the, rock, <laughs> the rock, the the rock monsters are pretty trippy. <laughs> I would say so, so. I don't know which cut of the Bibles of those rock monsters you're in, but. It's the uh, expedited version. <laughs> the, the newer testament. The King James version has that one. Yeah. Uh, well, no. I, I I think I think that's a wrap on session two. Uh, we we learned some new phrases that we can apply within our social circles. Yeah. Anus rapper and LeBron James testament. <laughs> <laughs> well you squeeze that one in at the end there. That was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> um and and brad i almost kept it together the whole episode but that that one got me <laughs> <laughs> uh brad i thank you for playing along and and letting us torture you a, a little bit um with your least favorite genre yeah and, thanks for uh, coming along guys yeah it's fun um jose you want to kind of talk about what watch skip plus is doing you've had yeah, a special so- episode launch yeah, actually, we, we, uh, or I, us, <laughs> I just launched a special episode of Watch Skip Singular. I talked with um, our good friend Mike Wilden about uh, the Sundance Film Festival. Apparently, he's been attending like the last like 25 of those. And so he gave us a little history of it and then talked about some of the uh, genre picks and dramas that he saw that we should all be looking out for when they come out. And then Thursday, if I ever get to editing this damn thing, uh, we are going to be reviewing Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania, yet another MCU blockbuster. Or my, is it? With my son on there. Yes, that's correct. Uh, Masaki mm. Landon is uh, returning in a, a guest spot. Yeah, I'm waiting patiently fun. for that review. I, I got to be honest. I'm pretty excited since I saw it this weekend and I, I, re- I get excited when I see the movie that you're talking about that week except for the skidmark movie that just made me angry for (laughs) just even hearing you guys talk about it just made me angry for like a day um but uh yeah that's awesome and sammy i know ggtmc had put out an episode i think i'm in the middle of it right now which took me forever to find out that that film that they're talking about it's uh it's a russian film right yeah um it's on youtube i think for free so we had a friend of ours longtime friend of ours tom uh i don't know if i'm allowed to say his last name but He's been uh, he's been with us for a long time, and he's got interesting film taste, and we've always kind of liked the kind of stuff he's picked. And he picked this Russian film. Uh, I, I was not on there. I've uh, got some personal challenges going on right now, so I haven't had time to do my own show. 
I committed to this and I will not let the team down, but I'm hoping to be back in the saddle soon. But yeah, visitor of a museum was the uh, name of the film. It's a Russian film. I've never seen it, but I can say this as a film lover. If you really want to see some wacky genre and crazy, interesting art films, look at Russia. They make some interesting stuff. They sure do. And it looks like this one is a visitor of a museum, 1989, directed by Konstantin Lopushansky. Yeah, Lopushansky. Ooh. Yeah. I like how you say that name. Can you say that again, Jose? <laughs> Lopushansky. Oh, dude, so good at that. Uh, Brad, we just, I think by the time this comes out, Fight Club, our third movie of the Bromance Month, would have been published. What are we ending with? Yeah, we're ending with... Uh, showdown in little tokyo we get to talk brandon lee and dolph lundgren which i cannot wait for ultimate bromance movie yeah that that one's of the four you guys have done that one's the most overtly romantic that's true that's true our good friend i mean tango and cash has like a four minute shower scene so whether dicks definitely touched it's that that's a funny that's a funny scene yeah it's a great scene i think he calls him tripod at one point yeah (laughs) Well, and it starts with we solved your underwear problem. Yeah. <laughs> tripod and, he, uh, and then I think he leaves this thing by calling him Pee Wee. Yep. Yeah. Yes. I think at some other point he says, don't worry, Cash, the other one one day will drop. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Why is mine? Why is yours bigger than mine? Genetics. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's been a lot of penis talk this month with Bromance Month, but you know that that's part of it, right? You can't go into a month titled Bromance Month and and expect not to talk about that stuff. It's just going to happen. I mean, I Brad Pitt and Fight Club, I will go 100% gay for. So, Yeah, I, I'm, I'm there with you. He's no Henry Cavill, so but I. I, I do like best, him. <laughs> best transgressive line in a movie of that decade. Yes. From yeah. Helen and Bottom Carter. Yeah, when Helen and Bottom Carter. Yeah, so oh, I haven't I been agree. fucked like that since grade school. Oh, that is that. <laughs> Love it. That is so a perfect good. line. Every time I hear that line, it still shocks me. Still, yeah, GBD has a lot more of her takes from that um, scene as well. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, yeah Fincher loves his 100, 160 takes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, Brad, um, we've got some movies sprinkled out through the rest. Some months are already picked, like December's locked in. We already know what that one is. We got something Christmassy for it. Uh, but if somebody else wants to recommend um, some films that we have not solidified for uh, April, May, June, how do they get a hold of us? Yeah, that's not a bomb pot at gmail.com. You can also go to not a bomb podcast.com, hit the contact us button, and leave us a suggestion there. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much. I enjoy any time we get to sit down and talk, uh, especially this format. I, I really like the uh, just sort of loosey goosey portion of it. And um, watching Brad squirm a little bit from a, a movie we obviously know he's not going to like. It's my favorite thing right now. Yeah. Um, but, gents, thank you so much for playing along. Folks, uh, come back in 30 days. <laughs> Maybe we won't be canceled. I don't know. I got to no. tell you, I'm a little worried about next month. But, you know, we're going to do this because uh, we like taking risks and, and I think it'll be a, a fun little experiment to see how Brad reacts to this little 2019 hidden gem. Let's just call it a hidden gem. Sure. Uh, let's. Man, if this thing like just increases in downloads because of us, I'm almost going to be ashamed of it to be quite honest. <laughs> it might. 
It, it might. I'm a little worried I'm going to end up liking it. <laughs> nah, that's my fear. Yeah. That's my fear. I'm worried my, my wife's going to like it. And then I'm, I'm also <laughs> worried somebody else will like it. I'm not me. I'm not worried about anybody else liking it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I might have to convince Tabitha Look. to come on and share her thoughts on this. Uh, yeah. Yes. I shouldn't judge because who knows? Maybe it's okay. I don't know. Really? You Did you watch it's the trailer? I, I won't watch the trailer. Okay. All right. I'm well, yeah, I'm staying line. away from it too. I'm staying I'm away a, from it. Yeah, I, I don't usually have that rule, but this time I'm just staying away from it altogether until I have to. All right, guys. Well, I can't wait to talk about it. So we'll uh, we'll catch you all next month. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you for having me on. <laughs>